episode 26 or something 26 or something yeah i don't know i don't know what it is either i these these past few i was struggling on how to classify these because i have book one as season one of the podcast and i anticipate doing season two as book two uh, book two yeah but like this comparison i guess is still technically the first book but the I was trying to have like the episodes match up to the chapter numbers. It'd be like, you know, episode 18, chapter 18. And so mm-hmm. we did episode zero was the promise. Oh, and that's then right. What was technically, I guess, like episode 11, the recap we did halfway through, that one I made oh. episode zero as well. You can have multiple episodes zero. So I just I made any of those that. bonus ones episode Under zero. zero. Yeah. But then these, I've been like, these were, cha- you know, episodes 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, et cetera. Yeah. So. Bit of a, a conundrum on how to name these, but I think this may be our last episode before we start the new book. I think it is, too. I'm very excited. I'm very excited as well. Look at I us. Had, we made it through a full season. I had someone reach out to me. My cousin Kelsey reached out to me, and she's on like episode six, and she's working her way through. But she was like, I, I wish I tweeted, because I would tweet like my live reactions. She's oh. like, or I could just text them to you. And I was like... You wouldn't be the first person who texts us play-by-play of them listening to the episode. Yeah. And we love it. Oh, yeah. And it'll be featured on Instagram. And then people will comment, I'm confused. What does this mean? And that's because they haven't listened yet. And that's because they haven't listened, yeah. Although it'll be extra confusing because when she tweets us her live reaction, we're we're in a different book. Months ago, yeah. Yeah, that was last year. Man, when did we start this? We started in... November or something like that? I think our, our first... Instagram post was in December. Yeah. When did you get back from Africa? Uh, Mid-November, like November 14th. November 14th. That means we conceived it on the 14th or the 15th. That's right. And then I think we, we started it early December or late November. Wow. Yeah, late November because wow. we posted first. Oh, wow. On December. This is exciting. Yeah. We're, we're coming up on eight years by my math. Yeah, I think that <laughs> checks out. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> right before we pushed record, we were talking about, um, I don't know if anyone would have noticed by now, but we are recording this episode uh, in the same room we always record in. This yeah, isn't leading up. I guess you don't know whether or not I'm leading up to a joke about what sound effect I've put in for the entire episode. <laughs> yeah. I did that once. I won't do it again. Maybe. Um, no, but I was going to say we changed the uh, sample rate. Yes. For a long time, we were recording at 192,000 uh, samples per second. Then we brought it down to just 96,000 samples yeah. per second. Um, but when we post these, it gets down converted. And MP3 has a maximum sample rate of 48,000. So we're just recording this at 48,000 to save me two steps of down conversion. Which is the uh, way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I... I hope that it doesn't degrade the quality such that everyone stops listening. I can't imagine it will. No, no. I think they're still going to hear those subtleties in your voice, those sweet nuances, those and sweet pickles. We're keeping the bit depth the same at 24. Okay. Yeah. Like you said earlier. I did say that earlier before we were recording <laughs> that, I think. I was going somewhere, but I'm not going to go there. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. We could take it down to 16. Uh, or 8-bit is like Nintendo, like we had started Which to I'm say. very curious. We should do something 8-bit. I don't know what it's going to be for, but we should do an 8-bit episode. I wonder. I, I'm going to challenge myself right now Yeah. to, when I edit this, we'll take this little section. And by edit, I mean just add compression and upload it. But, Are you going to put 8-bit on this? 
I was going to do a, use a bit crusher to bring this <laughs> section. So this right now is 8-bit, unless it sounds perfect, in which case I didn't figure out like, how to yeah, crush yeah. it to 8-bit. Do you have anything you want to say yeah, in 8-bit? It's me, Mario! <laughs> well, it's That's say a that. good association with 8-bit. Yeah, thank you. you that way we would know, had they put voices in Mario Brothers, oh, would, would they have sounded sound okay? Like. Because yeah. they would have been limited to 8-bit. Interesting. That's we're very interesting. Out. Yeah. Look at us. We're, we're always learning. And we're back to 24. And we're back to 24. 24 bit. Yeah. Rates. Welcome back to 24. Jack Bauer's bit rate. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. named after Jack Bauer? I believe it is. The rich tones of the our rich, voice are yeah. expressed only thanks to Jack Bauer. <laughs> thanks, Keith. Kiefer Sutherland. What an awesome name that man has. And real quick, I... Only oh, ice is back. I'm, I'm a little late for that 8-bit, but I'm curious what 8-bit ice sounds like. That sounds like my rap name. 8-bit ice? 8-bit ice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Gotta write that down. That might um, be the name of this episode. I name these episodes after we record them, like just I when, I, the when I upload them. And the new Simplecast platform does this great thing. It's very simple. But where it has the field for you to type the title in, underneath that, it says what the last title was. And I oh. appreciate that because my naming convention, I always forget. Like, am I doing... Yeah, like, the, these, these, interim, well, well, the, the, these interim episodes between books, I've been... At first, like, I think I named it, like, book comparison, part one, colon, and then, like, some title. Yeah. But I wanted to switch that because if it gets, you know, truncated on someone's phone display or, you know, you, you don't see the whole title, I would and... want the catchy part to be there and then sort of the subtitle... Yeah. To be book comparison part X. That's smart. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I fill in that field, I just sit there for a moment. I'm like, what was the most ridiculous thing yeah. about this episode? I love the Hobo Johnny one. Yeah. That was my did favorite. Did you say Hobo Johnny? I said Hobo Johnny. Okay. Yeah. Oh, did you think I said something else? I did for just a second. It just caught my ear. Yeah, not That's a B. All. Not a B. Yeah. But it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole Hobo Johnny thing, as we were saying, as you were reading these uh, chapters to close out the book, there's some pent up anger, yeah, for the absence of Hobo Johnny. Yeah, and I'm very think, angry about this. Would you say you have a newfound respect for the author that came through and did the second pass and was like, you know what, you know what's missing? Well, yeah, I honestly think this guy was just like, or female, I don't know, whoever. Thank you. It was a female that, books. that wrote the originals, I believe. It was, yeah. I or think at least I remember I think that you from told me that. So I, I don't know. Or is a guy and correct. a girl that collaborated and. Because Franklin W. Dixon isn't a real person. We've we've discussed that. Yeah, I'm upset about it's that. It's a pseudonym. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying? I don't remember. Where were we going? I don't know. We were talking about the, the rewrites. Oh, yeah. I love that. that. It's just these people in a room who are like, you know what we should add? What if Robinson was really into flowers? What if Herd had a guard dog with a gun? Like, wouldn't that be funny? I just Wait, think the that, guard dog had a gun? Well, in my mind, it did. <laughs> 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 just stick them up. Rex, don't <laughs> shoot. <laughs> I honestly think they were just trolling the Hardy Boys like we do. They were just doing it in the 50s. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. That's the only thing I like about the rewrites. It's like what you said. Like, you had to write the Hardy Boys in New York, but you couldn't write them a chair. It's like it's- they're just trolling them. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm not going to rewrite the whole room and <laughs> yeah. add chairs. I've already described the flower plant on the windowsill <laughs> and the got a rug. Flower, a rug. Why is this guy going to have two chairs? Let's not get greedy with the <laughs> seats, please. And I love that. That's my favorite thing about the rewrites. 
so but you, you don't know that when you're reading it. You have to read the originals to appreciate the rewrites. I was thinking as uh, as I found this old book, like the original version, with the uh, intention to do this comparison that we are indeed finishing right now. Yeah, I was thinking like this is something we would do once. Like, just to show old version versus new version, and then we would just proceed with the new versions. And I don't know how realistic it's going to be to find old versions or to do a comparison yeah. the whole time, or especially as in-depth of one as we've done now. Right. I feel like a lot of what we've hit on about, like, the dynamic between the police and the Hardys and the dynamic between them being 15 and 16 versus 17 and 18, those things will remain consistent, but we could mm-hmm. focus on, like, Okay, they added Hobo Johnny and they yeah. the kids don't go to New York and like we could summarize it. But I think it's been fun to spend this much time I do too with them. Yeah. And I feel like I, I was telling my cousin as she was texting me I'm, I'm so excited for the second book because I feel like we know them now. We know everybody. Yeah. I'm excited to see how they develop and 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 what they get into now and and how we look at that. Because I feel like a lot of this was getting to know them mm-hmm. and sort of understanding their methods. Right. And I'm excited to see where that where goes Where they progress from, yeah. from there. Yeah, I am too. And they solved their first case, so it's like, now they're actual detectives. They got a little momentum. Yeah. Now they're moving forward. Now they're going to a house. On a cliff. On a cliff. And we already know they have cliff hubris. It's like, what should we expect like from these boys house. on this house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could be anything. I, I I already know they're gonna be climbing trees. There's no doubt about it. There's a house on a cliff. How are you gonna see it? You gotta get up in a tree. Is this from the inside cover of that book? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the inside cover gave it away. And if they didn't put those trees in there, I'm gonna be very upset. Did we ever figure out what the, the lightning bolt coming out of his butt is? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what it is. We're talking about the front cover of the Yeah, there's old a little book. silhouette on the front cover of the old book. This is before It looks had... like the Root and Toot and Hardy Boys is what it is. Yeah. Looks like they're both in some cowboy hats, shooting lightning bolts out of their bums. Right? I was just going to let you keep talking. <laughs> you're, just, you're just in a good place right now. <laughs> the Root and Toot and Hardy Boys. That actually does sound cool. Well, here we are. Here we are. The Tower Treasure. It's all, I'm getting an end of summer camp sort of feel right now. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a bummer. You yeah. know what we should have done? What's that? We should have done this as a summer camp episode. Like You and I should be outside making s'mores right now. Would you like a s'mores Oreo? We bought them yesterday. And oh, were those good? Yeah. Did you see them and not buy them? Yeah. Uh, whenever you see a special flavored Oreo, you should you have pass to get it, it up. You should. Well, my thing was, I didn't know if it was going to be actual marshmallow inside of it or what it was going to be. Plus, on the outside of the box, they showed them as squares. And then when I felt them, when I felt through the uh, the material, I could feel the circles. Ours were all broken. Was it you feeling them? <laughs> Did you? No, ours were broken. No, no, they are circles and they are filled. They're like a graham cracker Oreo. And they're filled like half and half. Like one side is chocolate, oh, one side it's is a marshmallow. Graham cracker flavor. Oreo. You know, I got, I got to get it's one good. of these. I mean, like the Uh Oh Oreos are graham cracker. Like the golden Oreos. I don't think Oreos. I've ever had an Uh Oh Oreo. I just remember the commercials. Oh wait, an Uh Oh Oreo was. I thought it was they didn't have a top. No, the Uh Oh Oreo was a chocolate filling with non-chocolate. Things. So it was like reverse. So instead of being a chocolate Uh-oh. cookie with uh, Mix cream. Us up. Yeah. yeah, but they also make, I think, like just a, a graham cracker one where it's like the golden cookies with the plain mm. 
uh, yeah. Oreo cream in the middle. See, that's not good. That's they not are good. real I think good. those are my favorite. Yeah. Because my favorite cookie. done much Oreos. You know my favorite cookie is? What's your favorite cookie? A Vienna Finger. Okay. I don't know what that is, but that sounds awesome. A Vienna Finger is one of the most boring cookies, I'll admit. Yeah. They're like these long, narrow uh, oval. I mean, it's sort of a finger. Imagine a finger shape. Yeah. But they're like an Oreo, sort of, but it's long. Um, but it's like graham crackery with white. I mean, it's exactly what I'm describing. It's a finger but, Oreo. Yeah, but you, but it's a white crack. Nothing is chocolate about it. Okay, there's no chocolate involved. Is it the same filling? Uh, yeah, it's it's like a, a an Oreo ish filling. It's probably not okay. the exact same. Uh, although it's made by Nabisco, so it could be. Yeah, but you dip it in milk, and it gets just that perfect uh, consistency. Oh yeah, and you can uh. eat a. Thousand of yeah, them. Yeah, that's so what I'm good. talking about. Are they like bugles? Can you put them on your fingers and make witch fingers? You can't, not without gaff tape. But <laughs> but you can do it with gaff tape for sure. I gotta try these. I my favorite cookie, and I think this is a cookie. <laughs> is I like uh, vanilla wafers. Like I think those are the best. You're playing old Nilla wafers. I just like yeah, Nilla wafers, baby. I like taking some whipped cream and just see. I don't like whipped cream. Flooding it. You don't like whipped cream? I feel like it's just too much volume and not enough flavor. Or it's just like a mouthful of foam that quickly just sort of spreads out. Yeah. It doesn't add. A, see, but I like I like a, a mouthful of foam. I like a thick icing because that's yeah. gonna that's gonna do some damage. So that's, you like Dunkaroos? Oh, I like Dunkaroos. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like Dunkaroos. I because that's the best of the icing. Uh, I hear... I would say the best of the icing oh. is probably like a toaster strudel. The icing packet they give you there to go on top, that is just... I have never had a toaster strudel. Never had a toaster strudel? No. All right, next <laughs> there's episode... A, there's a lot of things with no my Hardy childhood No Hardy Boys involved. <laughs> we're going to watch 21 yeah. and Rounders. Rounders and, and we're gonna toaster strudels. Eat toaster strudels. Vienna fingers. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a quaint little Sunday. Live reactions to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I had considered, uh, I was thinking as we close this uh, this season of the podcast and start the next season, what yeah. are some things we can do to like enhance interaction, enhance. make it more fun for the, for the crowd? And I was thinking like live streaming stuff is always fun. Yeah, people like live streaming. They do. Um, Especially when you have 78,000 fans. I know. I know. They yeah. want that content. They, yeah. They're hungry for yeah. it. I always get things like, I want to see what your face looks like in this moment. Yeah. And, and then we've, so, we've talked about you know maybe doing a Patreon for it. Like, oh, if we get to a certain amount, these people can view live streaming. But then we realize these are our fans. Yeah. You know, maybe we should just try it out. Yeah. And so... I keep toying with like, should we just turn on Instagram Live sometimes when we record? Oh, you give would... people that. Yeah, you used to do that, that when we would read. We did I it one that. time. We streamed while we were reading, and yeah, I felt. <laughs> I think people were really confused. I felt they, almost like, joined as nervous. And then left. Yeah, immediately because <laughs> yeah. and and why would they stay? Yeah, it was a sh- it was basically a photo of us. <laughs> we were both sitting on a couch, not moving. It's not dynamic Yeah, but you content. felt judged on your reading speed. That was yeah. the worst thing about the live show. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say that well, live streaming like the reading. you finished like 10 minutes before me, and then you walk away and leave me up there to look like a jabroni. I was so nervous that I, <laughs> I, I didn't want to, A, I didn't want to finish last on the reading. Yeah. But B, I barely absorbed anything because I was so, like, any, any laughter in the audience, I was just worried, like, do they hate us now? Are they yeah. leaving? Are they leaving? They're leaving. Oh, they're God, gone. I think they're leaving. They're gone. 
Yeah. I look over, Keith is just death staring me, and I'm like, oh, God, he's not having a good time. Yeah. And he's Keith was your barometer yeah. for a good time. Yeah. He was my, I make eye contact to reset myself with Keith. I'm just like, where's Keith at? Boom. Found him. Comfortable now. But when he's mad, oh. Yeah. I'm Takes in you for out of it. Bad time. Takes yeah. you out of it. Yeah. So there our, was a moment, too, where you finished. And like three minutes went by, and then a chant started to happen. It was like, read that book. <laughs> read that really? book. Yeah. I, I, I have very little memory of the entire evening. Oh, it was, it was a There was a light right in my face, which is where I wanted it. Yeah. And that's about all You're I remember. Dude, I remember sweating I remember a lot, and I was both wearing Nikes. Oh, yeah. We were both wearing yeah. Nikes. I remember the theme song, people cheering over, and I was struggling to actually get the audio to play. Oh, that's right. Through the sound system, yeah, uh, at at full volume, and everyone was cheering as we walked out on the stage to that music. Such well, a we great finished reading. Genuine moment. Then we stepped off stage and stepped back on to the music. Yeah, but everyone cheered so loud <laughs> that we had to then play the song again. Yeah, so people could appreciate. It. Who's your buddy that did it? Dan Gillette. Dan. Yeah, sweetheart. Yeah. Beautiful so, man. I think season two, we're going to start the episodes oh, with baby. the theme. Yeah. And it'll start at a little higher energy, perhaps, than, yeah. than this has before. Although, if the episodes start with an ad from one of our sponsors, then that's going to change the layout of the I episode. Was, when I, a long time ago, did this thing called the Silver Screen Shuffle, another Not podcast. That long ago. Yeah. Uh, I got into a thing where I'd make fake ads. So I would like start off like this episode is sponsored by Four Hands, and then I'd add. But they were real companies. Yeah, (laughs) and I would just do like really bad fake ads for these real companies. We could do fake companies. See, that's what I was thinking. Like, I I feel like Four Hands gets a free one potentially. Yeah, or or like like ever Squarespace sponsors every podcast out there. Like, I feel like I can't listen to a podcast without Without hearing this. Hearing Squarespace. Squarespace. Thank you to Squarespace. Yeah. So I feel like we could or do that. App. Like we could thank Squarespace now because, in actuality, the Hardy and Sons podcast website oh, is a Squarespace, Squarespace site, one hundred percent. But I feel like making that joke about like this episode is sponsored by Squarespace doesn't really do any. It's like we don't get any money from that, but it's also so expected that no one would think like, oh, Squarespace gave them yeah four dollars for <laughs> this episode. Can we do Discovery Zone? Are they still a thing? No. I would love to be They're sponsored gone. by Discovery yeah. Zone. DZ, where kids want to be. DZ, baby, where kids want to be. You know it. They had Ozzie the small Smith door. that place. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I just like that they had the short door <laughs> to the side that was like, you know, four and a half <laughs> but, feet tall. Yeah. But it looked just like the grown-up store, and you could walk you in go the short that, door. That and was you the feel coolest like, thing. You feel like a monster. You yeah. just feel like you're Even you're when you man. were taller than that, you still chose that door. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going there when I was oh, 13 absolutely. years old, still going through that door. Yeah. Yeah, the short door was where it's at. I feel like I would Brett still comfortably... Brett would continue to go through that door. <laughs> oh, you were going to do a joke on you? Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, man, man, I should make my door shorter in here. I could just it's cut that. I could make a cut below the top hinge. Or just Lord of the Rings. That forced perspective? Yeah, you should do that with your doors. <laughs> that should, this just thing like a complete. hobbit hole. Sean is massive in his home. Have you noticed this? He just seems huge there. Has, has he done and something to his legs? Fit. He keeps getting bigger and smaller. The wedding I filmed yesterday, everybody was like... Six four, like the short. The groom was the oh, shortest, man. and he was like six two. Yeah, and yeah, everybody's just massive. And 
So all my shots are like shooting upward at Up them the because nose, baby. Yeah. I can't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Had I a drone would have been the only way to get a different angle. I'm starting to think so But I think that they would have had a bad time at Discovery Zone. Oh, they would have a terrible I maximized time. my Discovery Zone door experience. Yeah. And these these lurch types. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't really the get poor it. lurchers. What's the thing at the... Uh, I think it's at the Science Center. And I forget the name of the room. But it's a room that's built to where there's certain angles. Oh, yeah. The floor is is curved. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. But then there's a slot in the wall. Yeah. And if you look, and through, the you slot, look through it, yeah. things will look like... Like somebody short can stand on one side and somebody tall on the other. And they'll look like they're the same height. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you should do that for for, a house. for rooms in your home, but like you have designated areas where you force people to stand just to keep up with this optical illusion. Is the Science Center free? Yeah. We should go to the, we science, should go to the science Center. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is sweet. Yeah. See those dinosaurs again? Yeah. Also, if you ever want to go to the zoo ever, I will go to the zoo every day. I was supposed to go to the zoo with Justin Comer. I remember, then, like after we recorded last time. Yeah. What and happened? Did you not go to the zoo with Justin Comer? No, we went somewhere else because I think it rained. That could be. Or it was supposed to rain. I think we saw a movie instead. So my zoo day was canceled. I I'm really sorry. wanted those Dippin' Dots. Yeah, Ice Cream of the Future, man. Ice it's Cream here of the now. Future. You're darn tootin'. Rootin' tootin' Hardy Boys. Oh, speaking of Hardy Boys, uh, our screen on the recorder darkened, so I can't see how, how long we've been it was recording. Good. We're but uh, We're yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, we don't have much to go through. We have two chapters left. Two chapters. Uh, but like I said, they're significantly different. Okay, the wrap-up is way different. Then, than in the new, rewi- then, yeah, okay. re- rewritten, rewritten books. Because, uh, I mean, think about it. As of now, Robinson's in jail. Yes. So, like, the whole wrap-up is now him... As a prisoner. Interesting. I remember in the in the new version. Yeah. This is the episode we read live, which I just said I absorbed very poorly. I also but one of the things that nothing. I thought was funny was that he was in jail and like everything got resolved. And then Mr. <laughs> Hardy was like, I'm gonna call Chief Colleague and tell him to let Robinson go after dinner. <laughs> that's right. And okay. so he ate dinner first and then made the and phone call to release phone, Robinson that's right. from prison. Okay, that's an ad. That's a weird ad. For prison? <laughs> for him to be like, I'm going to eat dinner first. Oh, I thought you were saying advertisement like for the podcast. <laughs> it's a weird addition, not advertisement. Is that a, is that a <laughs> hungry prison? man hungry man microwave dinners so good you'll wait <laughs> till you finish before you release your friend from prison? <laughs> You got to try these Hot Pockets, man. <laughs> Next level. I'd go to prison for one of these. <laughs> I like the choice of Hot Pockets, too. <laughs> Whatever, a Hot Pocket or a... What else a, can someone have for dinner? A bagel bite. Yeah. I mean, those are the best. If those you get them the, the right best. temperature, they're the best. Well, yeah. it's What it is, it's a dual cook. Do you People have an air think fryer? That, do I have an air fryer? Fryer. Have you ever used an air fryer? I don't know what that is. We have an air fryer. It's like a deep fryer, only no oil. It uses air. Whoa. Yeah, right? Yeah. But while you can cook things in it that are healthy and good for you because you're not using oil, where where I find it excels <laughs> is cooking frozen fried foods that normally you would put in an oven, like yeah. tater tots. Throw tater tots Ooh. in the air fryer, like the frozen Ooh. ones. 
next level. Yeah. Uh, but pizza rolls in the air fryer are cooked oh. perfectly. Not nothing gets mushy. They got a nice crispy shell. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. Yeah. Get like oh, some frozen man. like chicken nuggets and stuff like yeah. that. Air fryer is the way to go. Oof. See, I'm a pizza roll uh, microwave kind of guy. I love them in the oven, but I like the softness. I like the softness too. But I love the crispness. Yeah. I wish there it's was, like you it's know like what? you could do a half and half version here because I feel like that air fry is pretty quick, right? Guess what kind of peanut butter I buy? Crunchy or smooth? Mm, you're smoothing. You're Both. Crunchy. Oh, you dog. You is, set me up. This is my point. You set me up. I like to go back and forth. Yeah. I like a little crunchy after some creamy, a little creamy after some crunchy. Yeah. And I feel like pizza rolls are the same thing. I like them a little crunchy. I like them a little and soft. a little soft. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. With uh, bagel bites, I'm the same way. Sometimes I'll put them half in the microwave and then finish them off in the oven. Just to give them a little bit of that toast. My fear with bagel bites is when they feel like a retainer. Okay, yeah, I know, you know exactly what I'm talking what about. You mean. Yeah, when you like yeah. bite into it <laughs> yeah. and it, your teeth just sink down and the crust comes up <laughs> on the front and the back of your teeth. Yeah, and then you just burn your gums I, on the cheese. Yeah, and you're stuck with this with this pizza bagel. See, bite I love that. I used retainer. to burrow into the sides of them to make like a little retainer out of them. To where I'd leave that was the crisp goal. of the edge, but I would dig all that doughy part out, and then I would still wear them on my teeth, almost like someone would do with an orange peel. I was going to say, did you do that with orange peels? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no doubt about it, dude. Witch fingers and orange peels in the mouth, all times. Witch fingers? Witch bugles? fingers with the bugles. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Did you not call them witch fingers? No, we just call them bugle hands. Oh, well, that sounds cooler. It's it's more descriptive. Yeah, you know what they are. No, we call them little witch fingers because we had long like fingernails. Go up behind people and tickle their ears, and then you stick the bugle in their ear, and then you would eat it. I was gonna say it's I didn't. Really I didn't weird. like where this was going. Yeah. Well, come on, John. I was only in ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> this was only yesterday. <laughs> Relax. Well, with this wrap up, do you want to do you want to start up. going? Yeah. You wrote up some notes. Which is a dangerous precedent that we've set. I did. We've turned this into some real work. <laughs> yeah, I know. It started off as we're not going to do research. We're not going to look into anything. Uh, that's the whole goal. Just hot takes but all yeah, over the place. I've, I've been enjoying the research. Like I've, I'm honestly smitten. I love the Hardy Boys so much now. I know. I'm obsessed with them. I've been dying because the second book is next to my computer. And I'm sitting there editing. And like I just do like a slow turn towards the book. And it's just like... I should pick this up. I should just let me just look at one page. I'm just gonna look at one. Page. Well, I was thinking. I haven't. Haven't even opened it to look at the inside artwork. I was thinking, is there a way to? I'm gonna think out loud here on the podcast. I like that we've been like pre-reading this and yeah. then like going back and forth. Like you read it, took some notes, and then explained it to me, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there wasn't a way we could sort of do that to the other chapters, like a, of a normal book. We're like, let's say before we got together, instead of reading and then recording right away, what if we read chapters one through four? I wrote notes on one and three. You wrote notes on two and four. Yeah. And then we had four episodes that we go back and forth. And Boom. But what I don't like about that is that you know what's going to happen next. And I like the chapters. Uh, the guessing game. Yeah. I, yeah. I like not knowing. You're right. There, that is there's a good there's something beautiful It's weird. I almost forget the format of the show since we've been doing this one for, I mean... We it's finished. We month, finished the book in April. Yeah. Oh my goodness. April sixth was the You're live right. show. Yeah. 
Well, I don't I know. Think ask I your told, friend who showed up a week <laughs> late. I told him the eighth. Sorry, Trevor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, it's been over a month since we've been yeah. in, in the Hardy's world. It's really weird. It's a weird feeling. And we had even finished most of the book a couple weeks before that. Yeah. Like we had pre-recorded oh, those episodes by a couple weeks and then we just waited and finished the last. So yeah. yeah, it's been a while since we've been immersed in, in a new Hardy adventure. A new Hardy adventure, yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. Well, next, week, next week? Next week we get to start, and I can't wait. Season two starts. We get to put season one behind us. Man, have we grown. I was listening to the newest episode, and as soon as it ended, for some reason, it just started on the first episode, which was The Promise. And it's funny to go back and listen to the older things. Where we were. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin, who's like on episode four, I'm like, stick with it. Because yep. I feel like we hit our stride. I feel like back then we were so concerned about how to like structure an episode. Right. And we were trying to like push through the book quickly and make sure we hit everything. And then after a while we sort of started to focus on the highlights and we would go over the beats of the yeah. story. But we would allow ourselves to go on very natural tangents. Oh, yeah. Um, and as this episode has just been Nothing a but series one of tangents, tangent. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like we've... Maybe maybe there's a sweet spot in the middle somewhere. Yeah, but that's like I, I feel like we've just gotten more comfortable with with b- having mics in our hands, talking about these things, oh, conversing definitely. with each other. Yeah, yeah. We we have grown a lot. Not cursing has become so much easier for me now too. And those first four episodes, I was in my head the entire time. I was saying, "Don't say the f word." Also, I didn't realize that the Hardy Boys were so silly. So I didn't know what to expect from the books. I feel like hmm. you were probably the same way of just like, we don't know how dumb these kids really are. Yeah. And then when you get to it, you're like, these boys are dumb. It's like easier. The, the first time it was never planned the on making fun of them. It was just supposed to be a literary look at the Hardy Boys. Yeah, just maybe critique their occurred. methods, but turns yeah. out they're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. they're so these stupid. boys are dumb. Idiots. Which they haven't said in a while. Maybe in the next book. Maybe in the next one. Adelia Applegate's compliment. Okay, is so our chapter. The penultimate chapter uh, of of this book. Well, we have Adelia Applegate's compliment and then the last of the Tower case. Okay. So uh this chapter, like I said, plays out differently. So these things were sort of combined in the first book. Yeah. The 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 last chapter of the first book was Hobo Johnny mm-hmm. had just closed them in and then very quickly, he leaves. They escape. Yeah. They go back. They give Hurt Applegate his stuff back. They get the reward. Robinson gets out of prison after yep. Mr. Hardy finishes dinner. And then everyone sort of laughs. Robinson gets his job back at the end. Yeah. And Robinson gets a park. Oh, yeah. And there's something gonna, like yeah, that. Yeah, name or a park they, after him. Hurt Applegate's going to let like people use the land. Yeah. There's a lake or something. Yeah. yeah. Joe and Frank get their money. They're going to invest in a new gymnasium and oh, uh, a crime lab. Yeah, they're oh, going to build like, a crime lab. I'm in gonna the make gymnasium. a crime lab. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to put it in the bank. Uh, so, <laughs> so those are how the last one uh, wrapped up. So for this one, the boys come home to dad. Dad calls Herd immediately. There's no talk about. Well, I'll wait till after dinner. Calls her. They added a lot of that food stuff. Yeah, to the new version. Know. They know. added a second course uh, before Someone they went was into just the water really tower. Hungry when they wrote these rewrites. I went grocery shopping the other day, hungry, <laughs> yeah. and like it's a joke about how different that is. But if you grocery shop hungry, you oh, buy yeah. a lot more food than yeah. if you go right after you eat. If you go in with like a stoned mentality too, of like a certain level of hunger 
in my mind, I've never been stoned, but I imagine it's a certain. Have you never smoked weed? Never smoked weed. Yeah. Me neither. So I, yeah. Neither. We're not. We're not weedmen. Hey. That's the sound of a high five. But I would imagine there's sometimes. Did you do where dare? I'm walking. Did I do dare? Yeah, dude. I'm a dare kid. Did I you... dare to resist drugs and alcohol. Uh did did your essay win? I'm not gonna lie. Probably not. I have okay. always gotten F's on all my writing papers because they don't like my voice. Yeah, I historically have not done well with writing, uh, yeah. with being judged on my writing, I should say. Same. Uh, but my D.A.R.E. essay was like one of the top five. I got to read it in front of a police officer and <laughs> like the principal of the school or something like that. Officer Judy the, Jost. Judy Jost? Judy Jost was my D.A.R.E. officer. Whoa. I'm going to write that name down. That's a fantastic name. It's a good name. Judy Jost. Officer Judy Jost. Officer, I had Officer Moran. I never knew what her first name was because they didn't tell us. Do you think that they think we remember their names? <laughs> I don't know. That's actually a good question. I just had to throw away, uh, about a month ago, my Dare duffel bag that I got for the <gasps> essay. It had torn so badly. I'd, I'd used it for 20 oh, okay. years. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, I thought yeah, I was still in primo condition. Since 1995, I that off when you. I got that thing, yeah. uh, I've been using it. Uh, too. I carry gear and gym clothes and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I loved that thing. But the dare program's gone now. I think. I don't doubt that because I I think they said it actually encouraged more kids to do drugs and alcohol because they thought it was silly. Huh. Pretty sure that was a, a whole thing. Well, we were paying attention. Officer Judy Jost. You're just talking to Siri there. Yeah. Nice. I got it down. It went Jones. I'm guessing it's J O U S T. I think it's just J O S T. I'm adding that like to you. Colin Jost. Yeah, I like that name, dude. That's yeah. a sweet name. Uh, but my point with this being stone and the weed thing, like when you grocery, oh yeah, when you, when you grocery, grocery stop, hungry. shop hungry, yeah, it's different. And I think when you rewrite a book hungry, <laughs> yeah, you get out, a lot of food. Like, they had missed the sandwich <laughs> and then went into the tower. And when they rewrote it, they're like, "Now let's finish the sandwich." <laughs> I'm just super hungry. Let's let's finish the sandwich. We'll we'll uh, have him miss a bite of a cookie. He doesn't have the slaves. He doesn't have the slaves at home to take it back to. Like he's that's, not going to waste this food. Just have him finish that's a, it. That's a good point. We we wrote out the servants. Yeah, he should probably finish the sandwich. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see where are we at. Um, so Fenton arranges a surprise for Chief Colleague and Detective Smuff. He has heard invite everyone to his library. Because he says he has some news on the case. This is Fenton at this, Fenton's library? This is at Hurd's Herd library. library. Okay. Yeah, Hurd. Fenton calls Hurd, tells him to organize, get everyone down there, bring Robinson. So Chief Colleague and Smuff are like, oh, he found more incriminating evidence against Robinson. So everyone's going down there. No one knows what it's about. They just know it's about the tower robbery, and it's probably bad for Mr. Robinson. Gotcha. So go go ahead and go to page 201. I'm here. And you want to start off with, well, Mr. Applegate. Well, Mr. Applegate, said the chief, fanning himself, as usual, with his hat. I brought along Mr. Robinson, just as you asked. Good. As I mentioned this to you, oh, this is probably Fenton. That's a good voice. Good. As I mentioned to you, there has been some new evidence in this case. I knew something would turn up, grunted Smuff. Not that any new evidence is needed, of course, declared the chief. We got this fellow dead to rights as it is. He ain't got a chance in the world. But still, it's just as good to make a real strong case of it. 
I'm afraid you don't understand me, went on Herd Applegate. Oh, it was Herd, not Fenton. I'm, af- <laughs> I'm afraid you don't understand me, went on Herd Applegate. This new evidence will clear Mr. Robinson. And when he is cleared, I want him back in my employ again. You want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Gasped Chief Collin. <laughs> What's that you say? exclaimed Smuff. The stolen stuff has been found. No! Here it is, put in Fenton Hardy, getting up and dumping the gunny sack upside down on the table. There was a tinkle and clatter as jewels came rolling out on the table. That's not the way you... Yeah, I know. If you if have you fine have jewels, jewels you don't you're going to go and carefully on a take ta- it out. Because <laughs> you're going to wreck either the, the, jewelry, the jewels, the table, or both. Yeah. Like, this is why they have those padded little things at jewelry stores. There was a tinkle and clatter as jewels came rolling out onto the table, and then there was a rustle of paper as the packets of bonds followed. I can keep going as long as you want, man. I'm pretty sure in my notes it just says read to the end of 203. I got real lazy. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was it found? asked the chief. This doesn't clear him. He probably hit it someplace. The stuff was found just where Jackley said he hit it, in the old tower. But the old tower was searched high and low. There is more than one old tower, went on Mr. Hardy. I feel like this is starting to get into new Fenton Hardy, like noble and reserved Fenton Hardy a little bit. And I I like old Fenton, old, you know, gritty Fenton Hardy a little bit. I like gritty Fenton. Yeah, this one, he's getting a little soft. Let's see here. Well, I'm going to give him that edge. There is more than one old tower went on Mr. Hardy. Only we didn't happen to think of that at the time. It was found in the old water tower down at the junction where Jackley used to work. Chief Collig was speechless with surprise. He gazed at Smuff, whose jaw had dropped in astonishment. Who found it? asked Smuff at last. These two lads, said Mr. Applegate, indicating the Hardy boys. They found it this morning. Them kids, scoffed Chief Collig. I don't believe it. Well, there's the stuff to prove it, snapped Fenton Hardy. I've got my jewelry back, thanks to them, declared Adelia Applegate shrilly. They were smarter than the whole pack of you. If it wasn't for them, the stuff would have never been found, and I was the one who didn't want to let them search the old tower and who spoke crossly to them. Why, they're real detectives, both of them. In all the talk and excitement that followed the clearing up of the tower mystery, the Hardy boys received no compliment that they treasured so much as that remark of Adelia Applegate's. Well, said Chief Colleague, scratching his head, I'll be bumped. (laughs) I've never heard that turn of... Like, I understand from the context what it means, but I've never heard I'll be bumped before. The Chief looked at Smuff. (laughs) I'll be bumped too, (laughs) declared Smuff. (laughs) Bumping Smuffs, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this beats all said the chief it does agreed his faithful satellite shut up snapped the chief who asked you to say anything nobody well then keep quiet a fine detective you are why didn't you think of that the old tower of course he meant the old water tower what else could he have meant but you wouldn't think of it not in a hundred years you wouldn't think of it what kind of detective are you anyway here's a case that was as simple as abc and you couldn't think of it you let yourself be beat by a couple of boys Ooh. smuff looked properly ashamed of himself 
although it was plain that he was struggling with the temptation to ask the chief why he had not thought of the water tower too. But he stiffed the impulse and thereby doubtless saved the chief the trouble of dismissing him for impudence and insubordination. Yeah. Wow. It was good reading. Thank you. That was good reading. Thank you. I like that Adelia is the one who says why they're real detectives, both of them. Yes. This and then total that's, that's flip. the, yeah. And what we're about to get is she is about to get obsessed with the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. She is head over heels with them. Like, she is about to invite them to dinner. Ooh. And it's very much of like, I love these two boys. These two boys are fantastic. It's like, how does that switch happen, you psychopath? By the way, also added in what was not in the old book, when they searched the new tower, mm-hmm. they just went and searched the new tower. And in the new version, they ate lunch and he had sandwiches and yeah heard applegate ate only crackers and milk <laughs> that that was entirely fabricated for the Why new version that? yeah shoehorned a meal in i of, get the space i understand falling into space because yeah. that was like at least entertaining and that was just like oh let's a add little, more little heartbeat, more sports little tension yeah yeah we need to show that they are the gymnasium is worth owning yeah but okay. and show also an we should show them that uh have crackers. <laughs> show them crackers. <laughs> we oh. should do a little skit of behind the scenes of the rewrite of the guy who's like writing and he's just like and then he fell into space and then you hear his stomach growl. <laughs> and he's just like and then they ate crackers. <laughs> and he had, As he takes a sip of milk, just <sighs> they, they had two crackers and then backspace, backspace, backspace. Three crackers <laughs> each. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> stomach growl and then he keeps re- <laughs> he a sandwich oh, Ooh. sandwich and a half yeah chicken sandwich too mom is famous <laughs> mom's deli baby that's what this boy's a part of i feel like they get rewritten now and they're like and they go to taco bell <laughs> yeah and they get a number four honestly if that was made nowadays these boys would be at like taco bell like mom would pack them a lunch but they would just set it on fire just like, screw <laughs> this lunch, dude. That's the wet garbage on fire. Yeah. I'm about to get X amount of money. Like, I forget what $900 the, or $1,000 conversion is, but they're about to get rich, man. I think it's That's a, a lot of Taco dollars. Bell. My God. By my quick math. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd say $2 million. Two. Uh, so now what happens is um, there's a great conversation. I don't know how much more of that you want to read, but on 204, almost where you left off, Starting with uh, Heard Applegate saying, yes. That is exactly where I left off. Here we go. Yes, said Heard Applegate. The Hardy Boys recovered the treasure, and I think you will admit that Mr. Robinson is cleared. Personally, I am satisfied that he knew nothing whatsoever of the theft, and I want to apologize to him for any unjust suspicions I may have had. Mr. Robinson, will you let me shake your hand? This this I that, feel like was in the the other book. Okay, there, there was an awkward handshake where there was there a was moment the, of okay. like, is he going to? So here, is he going to? The next thing is something that I know was not in the book. Okay, shall I? Oh yeah. Trembling, Henry Robinson stepped forward. His face had been illuminated by a glow of incredulous hope from the moment he learned of the discovery of the loot. Am, am I really cleared? He asked. I knew things had looked bad against me all along. I hardly dared hope. I guess you'll be let off now, all right, 
said Chief Khaled grudgingly. There will be formalities, of course. Oh, sorry. There will be formalities, of course, said Fenton Hardy. But I'm pretty sure that the prosecution won't continue. The discovery of this loot proves Red Jackley's story was correct from start to finish. Oh, how about that $900? demanded Smuff suspiciously. Mr. Robinson straightened up. I'm sorry, he said. But even yet, I can't explain that. Where do you think this is going? I can in a few days, perhaps, but I've promised to keep silent about that money. It's a private matter entirely. Ooh. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the next couple paragraphs, but in the first book, yeah. Adelia Applegate piped in like, I gave him, I the, gave money. him the money. I yeah. gave him the money. That has not happened yet. Should I continue? Uh, spoiler alert. That does not happen. Adelia doesn't give him the money. Do we find out where he gets the money? Yeah, but not here. Interesting. So right now, it just leaves there of just like Fenton, I, I believe, speaks up and just says, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that I don't think we need to bother about that. nothing to do with what's going on. No one cares. It's his business. Whatever. The jewels are found. Jack Lee's story checks out. Robinson's good. It's not until the next chapter where it's not even Robinson that speaks up. It's Slim. And Slim's like, I just want everyone to know why my dad didn't say anything. Totally different reason, too. Interesting. I'm excited to get there. Yeah. I think it's funny. So at, at this scene, Mr. Hardy, or uh, Hurt Applegate objected. I don't think we need to bother about that, objected Hurt Applegate, about yeah. the, the money. I've checked over the treasure, and it's all there. There's nothing missing. And as for the $900, why? That is Mr. Robinson's own affair. I've been watching Mad Men. Oh, yeah, the Mad Men. I'm... I'm in season six of seven. Ooh, Have you watched it? I am in season two okay. of seven. Two. <laughs> I'm on season two. A plane just went down. That's the last thing I remember. I have to restart from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but you'll know this just, just from what you've watched. It's the 60s. Yeah. And even in the 60s, like nothing is traceable. At all. Oh, yeah. Like, you can be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, there's no science you could, you could go sleep with four women yeah. and then go home and be like, oh, sorry, I had a phone call go long. And there's no way to check any records. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no text. There's no yeah, caller. You can, you can leave town and be like, oh, sorry, I had a client meeting. and yeah. But instead, you go to Bermuda and sleep with four women there. And yeah. like there's just no like you just have to take people's word for it. Yeah. And if somebody's like, "Hey, I'll be there in an hour," and if it takes him two hours, you can't text them. You can't chase their and GPS. Where are you? Yeah. It's like, oh, traffic sorry, was I had. Bad. I was you can't by check to see if traffic was bad either. Yeah. You yeah. can make up anything and get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that is what's happening here, where everyone's like, "Oh, the nine hundred dollars, we'll never figure it out." It's not like we can trace his PayPal records or yep. look at receipts. Like that's his he's business. Got five hundred bucks, and we could. Yeah. Try all we might. We will never figure it out. Yeah. If there wasn't a recent crime that happened where that amount of money was stolen, someone was held up, blah, 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 nothing, nothing links to a crime. Who yeah. cares? This this was an age where evidence was circumstantial <laughs> yeah. at best, I think, in a lot of cases. <laughs> well, they were, they were saying like, oh, we've got a rock solid case against Robinson. I was just thinking like, but do you? Like, what has he done that you have? That's what Colleg was saying yeah. whenever they had that meeting uh all you, the only ago. thing he had is he knew the combination and he had nine hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's all that was going against him. It's just hilarious that their yeah. ways of solving crimes back there were like that. But like, I get anxiety thinking about Mad Men. Like, yeah, like I'm excited to finish the series so I can be done with it. But like, with all the affairs and all that, mm -hmm. like, 
no one gets caught. No, like you just lie. Something happens, like whatever. You just lie, and there's mm. no way to figure out that you weren't lying, right? Or, or there's no way to figure out that you were lying. It's just okay. We move on, and like I, I watched it. I'm like, oh god, will someone <laughs> please get caught? This is awful. Someone needs to learn a lesson here. But um, it has to happen. I don't know how it ends, but I imagine in the very end, so. everything blows up on them. I hope so. Uh, but that's sort of what I feel like could have been the, like doing detective work mm-hmm. in that setting seems very difficult. Oh yeah. Um I'm at a point in Mad Men where someone's mother has passed away mysteriously and they they just can't figure out if they were murdered or mm-hmm. if they went missing or they ran away or they drowned or what. Um and so and that's the 60s and there's a phone call where the character whose mother uh is on the phone he's like this is 1968 what do you mean you can't give me an answer? And it's it's funny. I mean they're Making oh, it, the wow. writers are making a joke at themselves yeah. for for all that, but really, like this is the 1920s when this is being written. Like, you have someone's word at best and a bank ledger. Those are the only two yep. things to ever go off of. Yep. And I wouldn't awesome. want to be a detective in this time. No, that'd be terrible. It would actually be the best time to be a detective. Yeah, you can't try. You can solve any case easily. Just like this guy did it. Do you have any? Proof? No, I just got a hunch. I know. This guy My gut's it. telling me. Do you have any proof? Well, none of us like him. <laughs> yeah. Good All right, enough that's for enough. Me. <laughs> yeah. You're coming with me. You've solved a thousand cases in the past two hours. Have a reward. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here's 900 for each one. That would be awesome. The king of the castle right there. The detectives. No wonder Fenton was in high regard. You can't lose. You just throw yeah. out accusations. That's why the chief is... Uh, I That's feel like, like yeah, the chief tried to do police because, work. No, yeah. the opposite. The chief had just been like, you know what? I decided that Robinson did it. And someone's coming <laughs> along and be like, actually, here's a reason why he didn't. It's like, hey, no one questions my hunch. Yeah. I had solved this case. I had pinned this on someone. <laughs> Don't crumble this in front of me. Uh, on, on 205. Okay. I just have, there's a wonderful bit of Joe looking like a real uh, turd. I think it's. So in regards to the 900, blah, blah, blah. And then something where it says, I don't think. You see, an I don't think. Mm-mm-mm-mm. My one bad notes. I'm going to say, I, I'm just, I'm just going to take it down from here. Uh, reluctantly, Smuff subsided into silence. Will you come back into my employ again, Mr. Robinson, said Hurt Applegate. Of course... I feel very keenly because you were unjustly accused, and I want to make it up to you. If you will consent to come back to the Tower Mansion as caretaker again, I will increase your salary, and I'll also insist that you accept back pay for the time that you were away. Ooh, that's, that's a that's sweet new. deal. Yeah, yeah I'd rather have that than a park. The detail. <laughs> yeah. I don't want more grass Here's to a cut, park for <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. Why, stammered Mr. Robinson, this is good of you, Mr. Applegate. Of course I'll come back. I'll be glad to. It'll mean a lot to my wife and daughters. And to Perry. He'll be able to go back to school again. Good, exclaimed Joe Hardy impulsively, (laughs) slapping his knee. Then, finding that he had attracted attention to himself, he sank back into his chair, embarrassed. I love that. I I think it's... That's that's like Frank just saying, red wig in the middle of class. (laughs) Just impulsive. It's just them being dumb kids, man. Man, and what's funny about this, when I was in kindergarten, yeah, field day was happening. 
And we were all sitting on this hill overlooking the field, and Principal Bordeaux was addressing the school. Mm-hmm. And I had a roly-poly, like a pill bug, oh, yeah. crawling on my hand like I, like I had picked up. And to my friend Mark, who was sitting uh, beside me, I was like, and I remember saying this. I don't know why. I don't know what else. But I remember <laughs> saying like, oh, it tickles as, <laughs> yeah. as it crawled up my hand. Yeah. I said, it tickles. And as I said that, Principal Bordeaux looked down at me and goes, shh, and then keeps talking. Like, didn't miss a beat, but was like, hey, today we're, shh, today we're out here for field day. <laughs> yeah. And that shh, that shush rattled me to the core. <laughs> I was mortified, called out in front of the entire school. Yeah, you have PTSD for from shushes. Yeah, yeah, but like, and then I'm like, why did I say it tickles? What a stupid thing. <laughs> that's what I say, and that's what I get yelled at for. Of all the things, like, and... This is this is thirty years ago, yeah, and it still just rings in my head as this like crazy moment where the whole school laughed at me, and I guarantee that not even Mark next to me, who I was talking to, remembered would remember yeah. this occasion. But it's something that just rattles but into the like, bone at, this at, day at the still. moment. Yeah, that impact, yeah. and that's what I think here of like Joe is like. <laughs> What he said, what he's responding Woo. to is like, yeah, and, <laughs> and Slim knee. can go back to school. It's like, good. <laughs> Slaps his knee. And I'm sure no one even noticed him say that, really. And then for him to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone's looking at me. Poor, Poor Joe. Poor Joe. Wow, you put some weight behind that right now. That moment to me was just silly, but now I didn't even think about that. He's more. This is yeah, something he's going to remember. 30 years down the line when Joe Why did is I say good? <laughs> Why did I slap my knee? I didn't need to slap my knee. <laughs> what did the grown-ups do? They didn't slap their knees. I should have just clapped. Oh, why didn't I clap? I should have just given a cheers. Ugh, why didn't... Huzzah! There's... <laughs> why didn't I concur? Yeah, I concur. Thank you, son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the way that this ends is... Heard again, just gives the boys $500 each in checks that day. And Adelia continues to worship and exclaim. Real detectives, yeah. shrill Adelia. Real detectives, Real detectives, both of them smart lads. Yeah. They should, and then yeah. she's like, maybe I'll have you over for dinner one night. Ooh. Um, which she is just really obsessed. She just does not stop talking about how great they are. Real detectives, both of them. I must ask them up for supper sometime. And that's her talking after everyone leaves. Yeah. She's her just talking, talking to, to, to Mr. To Applegate. Applegate, yeah, yeah to Herd. Wow. Uh, and then our final chapter is The Last of the Tower Case. Chapter 24. Uh, and then we find out, like, we were talking about, like, time passages. And in this one, it even says, like, like playing with pace. A little bit, yeah. Uh, this starts off by just saying, like, a week had passed, but yet this was still, like, the talk of the town. The sensation was just finally starting to, you know, go down. And a week is a long time for any sensation to last, even in Bayport. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Everyone claimed to have been on Robinson. Oh, yeah. So now everyone is claiming that they were on Robinson's side the whole time. Like, Robinson, I knew it wasn't you, you salty dog. I oh, just was pretending to be that way, I but I knew it. BS. And they went as far out of their way to be nice to him as they had gone out of their way to be unkind to him and ignore him when he was accused of a crime. Oh, man. Oh. 
I mean, that's real human emotion there. Listen to that line. Good God. No wonder they took that out of a children's book. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a lesson you want. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know when you teach that to kids. Is this for what? Like eight-year-olds? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because at nine, you get married in the 20s. Well, yeah. No, at yeah. 10, By you start four, you're already having children. Family. You yeah. wait five years to get married yeah. after you have your first child. Eight if you're a man. You're not going to marry a four-year-old. That's just oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, people are Good Lord. fickle. Uh, so on 208... Oh. oh, yeah, I had people, too, were loud. I just said that too, was a great truth bomb. People, too, were loud in their praises of the Hardy Boys, and everybody predicted a bright future for them, and they said they knew all along the lads were bound to solve the mystery if they kept at it long enough. All of this the boys took with a grain of salt, as, saying, as the saying is, for they knew that the public is fickle and is qu- as quick to condemn failure as it is to praise success. Boom, you just I said just that. Said you just that. said fickle. I'll be darned. Yeah, you're the and fickler. I'm as smart as a 15-year-old in the <laughs> yeah. 1920s. I'll be darned. Same conclusion. I thought that was actually a better way of, of putting it. Frank, a and nice Joe way for children. Did, Frank and Joe did not let the adulation turn their heads. Good for them. Yeah. Strong boys. Yeah, they're not as... Uh, we're the best detectives. They're not dancing for a minute. They're just like... We we know we're getting praised. Yeah, I'm sure this feels good, but we're not going to let it get to us. We're going to focus on being detectives. All right, Frank and Joe. Nice. And you're younger. Yeah. I, I was just starting to, to think. Younger. I, I don't know how the series of 59 books goes, mm-hmm. but if it was written with any sort of time progression or the whole time, are they 17 and 18 years old? Yeah, or I'm is curious it about that too. Where we'll have like, I don't know how how long these books take. Like, let's say the Tower Treasure here was one month. Yeah, start to finish. Does the next book also take a month? And then in the twelfth book, like we celebrate their birthdays. Yeah, or they say like it had been a year since whatever. By book like a hundred, they're both almost fifty, and they're just looking well, into it, cheating wives. Well, that's cases. my question. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> following around they're Smuff's just sitting wife, there smoking. They're just both balding, and they're just yeah, <laughs> just following around Smuff's wife. Bitter, yeah, bitter people. <laughs> but I, I wonder if, if in this just old series, Bayport. that's the Chinatown reference. Yeah, I wonder if in this old series they aged them throughout the series, where maybe maybe question. by like book ten. They're 16 and 17. Yeah, they're going up like the that. next year in high school. Or are they just in book 59? They're still 17 and 18 years old. I, I like to think that there's going to be some age progression. I hope so. I like when there's age progression. I feel like I'm growing with my characters. Because when I first pick up this first book, we're both growing then. That's true. You know, they celebrate a birthday. I celebrated a birthday. Yeah. Both getting older together. Something nice about that. And I, I think absolutely we have taken way more time to read this book than it than time actually passed in the book. Yeah. Like, the fact that we spent six months reading this book. Yeah, and they spent three months solving it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or in the rewrite. Month, yeah, three yeah, weeks, two days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why they rewrote it. Be like, we got to cram more of these in before they turn, you know, 19. Boys are getting older. Boys are getting older. Time, as then it has a way of doing, forever. passed. I found out that they're doing, um, there are some crossovers, modern crossovers of, Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. <laughs> the Super Books, I think is what they're called. Oh. Yeah. Where they all team and up. And then, you know that Hardy Boys show? Yeah. It was a Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew show. It wasn't until season three that they changed it just to be called the Hardy Boys. 
Interesting. Yeah. That they would write out the female titular character. But... Yeah. I don't know if they're still a part of the show after that, because someone was telling me, you guys should do a Nancy Drew. Like, I think that would be a lot of fun. And I was like, yeah, I was we're, given we're... a Nancy Drew book. You got a Drew, yeah. And I was like, we were thinking about it. And then uh, he goes, you should check and see if they have a Nancy Drew uh, Hardy Boys crossover. And I was like, well, they do. He goes, well, here's one. Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys meet Dracula. And I was like, what is this? Or my friend Colin was like, what is this, an Abbott and Costello movie? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And then I looked into it, and it turns out it wasn't a book. It was the TV show. Wow. What and a bad how, idea for a show. Out. Yeah. Like, that's full-on jumping the shark. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, little they Abbott Dracula Costello mysteries. Oh. That sounds awesome to me. Uh, so, 209. Yeah. I just have fun dialogue call callback. Um. When we couldn't find... When we couldn't find the treasure, everybody said we were just nuisances. Little boys trying to play detective, laughed Frank. Well, now that we've found it, all that is forgotten. The main thing is that we've proved to Dad that we know how to keep our eyes and ears open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of the book where he's like, keep your eyes and ears open. Yeah. They That's, did the callback. Being a detective is all about paying attention. I like that. I like that they introduced this like setup by Fenton, and then at the very end, they're like, "Hey, we listened, and because of your advice, we solved the case." And revisiting the the priorities and the values of the boys, uh, I'll read that little last part again. The main thing is that we've proved to Dad that we know how to keep our eyes and ears open. And then the next sentence, Joe says, "And we've got a thousand dollars between us." Yeah. So there's. Dad's approval and money. money. Yeah. What else do you need? <laughs> yeah. Life is about earning my approval and, and that money. fat cash. <laughs> and that sweet, sweet Those cheddar. sweet ducats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. The Oh, and that sweet, sweet Welsh rabbit. Oh, God, I love me some. Uh, I wish I could have thought of that. Some faster. Welsh rabbit. rabbit. Uh, so in that same page, they discuss the money. And they have this like thing where they're like, you know, we can't always expect to get paid. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I mean, this is what you want to do for a living, but you're not expecting to And we to can't expect to solve them all either, Frank yeah. pointed out. Which is an interesting viewpoint. The kids are actually not as, I don't know, they don't have as much hubris as they do in the new books. Yeah. And this one, I mean, they had those issues with their dad. They're like, maybe dad can't solve it. Now they're saying, maybe we won't be able to solve all of them. We might not always get paid. Yeah. And like we can't expect to get many cases to try our hand at. We're yep. not professionals just yet. And you know what's not in this? Them asking, what are you going to do with that money? We never find out. They don't talk about putting it in a bank. They, they, they don't all talk they about do investing say is, in a gymnasium. They say a mighty nice start for a bank account. Oh, yeah. But they don't. I'll say it is. Or not the gymnasium. They don't say anything about the science lab. And yeah, I think that's because a science lab, lab didn't exist. Yeah, it was just... There was no such thing. It was just bourbon. Yeah. It was, it was just heavy <laughs> drinking. Was this during Prohibition? Ooh, that's a good question. What part of the 20s was this written? Uh, I think 29. So Prohibition might have been over. But... Uh, 1927. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Because that's what I associate with adults in this era is just prohibition drinking oh yeah like that's what we'll use the money for yeah booze i'd yeah. say that still continues nowadays uh the 
bottom of 209, it's just Adelia's inviting the boys over. And she's just like, you know what? Why don't you bring all your friends? Why don't y'all come over? I'll cook for you. I'll give you a great meal. So the gang assembles. Slim Robinson, Chet Morton, Biff Hooper, Jerry Gilroy, Phil Cohen, and Tony Preto had all been invited by the brothers to attend. Uh, so they come over. There's a massive feast. Adelia is just like, I know you don't want an old woman like me watching you while you eat. So go right ahead and put your elbows on the table if you wish. And just leaves. Which I thought was weird because she's so fascinated with them. So she brings him over to eat with them. And then she's like, well, here's your food. Eat alone. Bye. That's she's a just little like, strange. Like having their presence in your home or something? or I don't know. I could also imagine like – me, like me now meal? at this age. So, like, I'm not a an old, old woman at the age of 55 <laughs> yeah. like she is. I'm not an ancient, <laughs> ancient 55-year-old woman like Adelia Applegate. <laughs> but in my mid-30s, I feel like if I had, like, really appreciated something that some, like, 15 and 16-year-olds had done for me. Like, let's say, like, I lost my dog and they brought my dog back. Yeah. Part of me would be like, oh, man. I should like, we should have a pizza party. I should get you guys pizza. Like, thank you so much. But I could quickly imagine like them coming in and being like, me being like, okay, I don't think I want to hang out and talk to 15 and 16 year olds for like, I'm quickly realizing that I will be happier in another room and you will be happier with it. Enjoy the pizza. Yeah, here's the pizza. Enjoy the pizza. Put your elbows on the table. Go for it. But I don't feel like we're going to have a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I got Murder, Murder She Wrote on the telly right now. I got to go watch this. I got my characters I need to keep up with. Got my smelling what salts. Your... Yeah, it's going to be an dude, afternoon. What was, they took out the smelling salts. Yeah, the, the, the disease. Mrs. Robinson yeah. coming back to life after fainting out of her chair. Ah, I forgot all about that. And her meds and everything like that. Yeah, her special medication. Yeah, that's all gone. Why? Or That's all added. Uh, so this is where it gets fun. Where are we at? Oh, I think I know where we're at. Are we at the bottom of 210? The boys feast and Adelia yeah. leaves the room. Yeah. Adelia. Uh, the Hardy Boys and their chums were sitting down to a banquet, the likes of which they had never seen before. For more than half an hour, they indulged in roast chicken, crisp and brown, huge helpings oh. of fluffy mashed potatoes, oh. pickles, Vegetables mm. and salads. They Pickle probably should have gotten salads out of the way first on yeah. this list. Yeah, you always start with salads. Vegetables and salads, pies and puddings to suit <laughs> every taste. And when the last boy sank back in his chair with a happy sigh, there was still food to spare. Ooh. That's a banquet. Yeah, that reminds me of that scene in Hook. Just mm. use the imagination, Peter. And then, and then they, they see the all fight. that blue food. Yeah. yeah, that food fight. Yeah, that's what I imagine this is like for them. It's just magical, and and I'm thinking in the 20s, this is a substantial meal because this is when most people oh, are yeah. eating like a can of beans heated yeah. over a garbage fire, and that's for a week. Yeah, that's yeah. to feed your family for <laughs> <Yeah>. a week. <laughs> Everyone is, gets one bean. This is like salad could be a luxury now that I think about it. I guess it would. It's like yeah, now it's kind of a throwaway thing. Like where's my starter salad? Back then, that must have been like to keep. Salad refrigerated and fresh. Like, yeah. That was an impossibility back then. You had to have like fresh lettuce that you picked. Yeah. Or your servants picked. And then like rabbit's blood for dressing or something. Well, I don't yeah, know what they that's did. That's the best of the dressing. But, yeah. <laughs> thousand rabbit dressing. Yeah. Uh, so then our next thing is 211. Yeah, here we are. 
And it starts with Chet. I never thought. I never thought I would see the day when I'd quit eating while there was still some chicken on the table, murmured Chet Morton. <laughs> but this is that day. Do you want me to keep going from there? Yeah, so now just... what we're what we're about to break into is the whole $900 thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. They looked... Uh, the boys wrote out hip, hip, hurrah three times, and Frank and Joe looked acutely uncomfortable. They looked still more uncomfortable when Slim Robinson got up, pushing back his chair. I'd like to say something, fellas, if you don't mind. Three cheers for Slim, yelled someone. That's an by the way, it's Dude. some space one. Yeah. Not someone, one word. Um, but that's a weird thing. That's the thing that you should feel embarrassed about. Not it's yelling good. N- yeah. Like somebody's like, hey, I have something important I need to tell you. Yeah. Dude, the next like five pages are nothing but that. After everything is said, they just cheer and they're like, "Sloop, sloop, sloop!" <laughs> then they even get hurt and they're like, "Hurt, hurt, hurt!" It's pretty great. Really? They're just dumb children. Okay, they're just here we go. So dumb. Three cheers for Slim! Yelled someone. So the boys gave Slim three cheers, and he gulped and blushed crimson. Speech! The cry was taken up. Speech! Speech! <laughs> I'm not going to make any speech, he said. I only want to say something. That's a speech, by the way. <laughs> go ahead. I'm not going to hand out any compliments to the Hardy Boys. Frank, Joe and Frank looked greatly relieved. They had been afraid of, of being embarrassed by Slim's gratitude. Everybody knows what they've done, and everybody knows what it means to me and my family. You bet. Sure. But I wanted to just clear up one point on behalf of my father. Three cheers for Henry Robinson. He's all right. <laughs> The three cheers for Mr. Robinson were perhaps a little weaker than the others, but that was only because some of the boys were beginning to show slight signs of hoarseness by that time. It's about the $900 that he had just got about the time of the robbery. He couldn't explain it at the time, and it looked bad against him. It doesn't matter where he got it, shouted Biff Hooper. I'm sorry, shouted Biff Hooper. It doesn't matter where we got it, shouted Biff Hooper. I'll bet he got it honestly anyway. And if anyone else says different, just let him come outside. (laughs) I like that. Meet me outside. How about that? Fighting, getting in a fight with someone because you think their friend's dad acquired money differently. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, Biff's a boxer, dude. We know that. No one said differently. Oh, yeah. Yes, he got it honestly, of course, said Slim. The money was paid him by a man who owed it to him. But Dad couldn't say anything about it because he promised not to. This man owed two other men besides my father, and those debts should have been paid first. He was afraid the others would sue him if they heard he had paid Dad, so he made my father promise to say nothing, and when my dad makes a promise, he keeps it. So before I go on, that's, that's real stupid. Yeah. That's, uh, that's why add that. That is the yeah. same thing as in the new book when it was like, I gave him the 900 well, in in the new book, there was a, a time where like the Hardys had to go run an errand for the mother, and it was like so they went oh, and they yeah. did the errand. Yeah, and it was just like okay, both of them are a, a daily giving them nine hundred is ridiculous. That's so stupid. That should never have happened in the rewrite. We already cleared this up in the previous chapter of them saying it doesn't matter how we got it. Yeah, we don't care. And this is just saying just to be like, well, let's make sure we clear that up. That's not something anyone cared about. 
this entire like reading of the book, I never once was like, well, where'd you get that $900 from? Yeah, that, was, that hasn't been hanging over our heads yeah. the whole time. I want to know who stole those darn jewels. The jewels! And, and here we go. The boys looked at one another. To tell the truth, few of them had thought of the affair of the $900. But now that it was recalled to them, they realized that here was the final angle of the Tower Mansion mystery cleared up at last. They cheered Slim to the echo. They pounded on the table with their knives. <laughs> and when Herd Applegate came in to see what the racket was about, they gave him three cheers and made him sit at the head of the table. <laughs> this is so, so much fun. Just yelling. Yeah. The whole They're just children. We're, We're children. children. We're children. <laughs> I quoted that yesterday at my cousin's wedding. No one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> of course not. And that ended the affair of the Tower Mansion, but it did not end the career of the Hardy Boys as amateur detectives. They were soon to be called on to help solve another mystery. And the story of their adventures in this case will be told in the next volume of this series entitled The Hardy Boys, The House on the Cliff. Plug. Interesting break of the third wall in a book. Yeah. And not even at the end. There's still more yeah, left. because it goes right back to <laughs> speech, speech. <laughs> the boys were shouting to hurt Applegate. The old stamp collector got up smiling. <laughs> that's that's the description we should have been darn using all old along. stamp collector. You old stamp collector, you. It's been a long time since there's been a crowd of boys in Tower Mansion, he said. That's a creepy way I've to start been that off. What's that? That's a creepy line to start <laughs> off with. Well, well, well it's the... been a long time since I've had a bunch of boys. Ever since the massacre. <laughs> yeah. I've been in danger of forgetting that I was ever young once myself. So I want you to come back often. I want you to know the Tower Mansion is always open to the Hardy Boys and their chums. The Hardy Boys looked at one another as the crowd at the, about the table broke into a yell of delight. He's pretty good. He's a pretty good old scout after all, isn't he? said Frank. You bet he is, replied his brother. The, the end. end. Wow. Yeah. Soak it in. All those speeches. What a dumb resolution for the $900. Yeah. Because I feel like that wasn't even getting $900. That was getting paid back Yep, $900. This is like, this is kind of a a weird uh, thing to throw in there. But this reminds me of Game of Thrones. I haven't seen it, but go on. Game of Thrones, episode nine is always the season finale. Episode 10 is just like a wrap-up, and we're just going to do this. I'm, that's not always true. Sometimes that's not true. Mm-hmm. but Like Harry towards... Potter's the same way. Yeah, the exactly. The penultimate chapter's the big one, and then it's the boys waking up in the infirmary and Hermione telling them, like, oh, yep. this is what happened while you were unconscious. Here's the little thing. This whole chapter did not need to be in here. No. It should have just ended with everything solved, Slim's good, Robinson's good, the Hardy Boys are off to their next thing. The whole idea of like, well, let's get them. Let's make Herd and Adalia not so bad after all. They love kids. They used to be them. I think this is the hunger thing coming out in the original writers of like they finished the book and then they're like, man, I'm hungry and I haven't had my beans yet this yeah. week. <laughs> we should have a feast. Should they have pudding? Let's well, have... I kind of want pudding right now. So yes, yeah. I should have pudding. Oh, and fluffy mashed potatoes. Oh, the best of the mashed potatoes. And salads. Yeah. Oh, we'll have salads <laughs> in the book. It's just a poor person writing this book that's what it is that's why they write about food because they haven't eaten in years i feel like this is this is that's why they're always swimming too because water doesn't exist this book was written by somebody who had lent out nine hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. and wasn't paid back first 
And like they like the whole thing leads back to and this is the most pivotal chapter. They need to know you pay people back in the order you took the money. Some people I, need that nine hundred dollars back. I want to back. sue. I'm gonna sue him. <laughs> I want Bill to know. I know Bill's gonna read this. I know that you paid him off first. And Robinson was just honestly his friend who got paid before he did. And again, the fact that like nothing is traceable. I still go back to even even in the first book or not the first book the the new version that we read yeah. first. Even in that book, we were talking about this nine hundred dollar mystery, and why not lie and say my brother gave it to me? Yeah, I inherited like, it. Someone died. Fa- yeah, yeah. Be like you know, it was lent to me by my brother. Yeah, that is such an easy lie that no one will ever push back yeah, on. It will immediately question. dismiss the matter. He can't call his brother either. My brother sent it. He lives all the way out in California. Yeah, and it's nineteen twenty-seven. We don't know anything. Yeah, we are so <laughs> yeah. stupid. I don't know how to find him. He's in the war now. Yeah, he's probably dead. Yeah, he's probably. I had four brothers. There's no record of any of them, so don't bother. Yeah, one's Mark Wahlberg, one's Andre (laughs) three (laughs) thousand, one's Garrett Headland, and And the the other other one is uh, the dude from Too Fast, Too Furious, Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson. Thank you. I got four brothers. Four brothers. (laughs) Um, but like in this one with the nine hundred dollars, and he like had to. Be quiet about being paid back because he was paid back first instead of after the other yeah. two people. Like, if everyone, if if this whole thing was going against him, the evidence and the town knows, like, hey, he had nine hundred dollars that he didn't say how he got it. That you know he's guilty. The person who would sue him could easily be like, oh wait, he got nine hundred dollars. I didn't get my nine hundred dollars yet. This is oh, this must be the thing. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like I feel like if you wanted to keep a secret, you should just be like, "Oh, that yeah, I I had lent it to my brother, my brother paid it back." Yeah. I don't get why this like hard line in the sand of like, "No. I cannot say where I got this money, so instead we will I will not tell the you where I got this $900." <laughs> I got repaid. To where, like, all the friends are like, oh, well, he owes us that amount of money, too. Like, why did he get paid first? You're right. That does convict the uh, the man who lent him that and now, even more. I'm not resolved because I want to know what he lent him the money for. <laughs> yeah. Where the, Henry Robinson money, lent $900 for to somebody. He's living for free off of Herd's, uh, right? Isn't Herd paying for his living? Yeah. Well, to yeah, be yeah, a he, he lives on the, on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. What does he need that 900 for? Well, no, he doesn't need it. He lent it to someone else, and they were paying him back. The $900 that Henry Robinson was paid was money that he lent to someone, and they paid him back. And he, they had also borrowed money from two other people, and those two other people couldn't know yeah, that he was paid right. back okay. first. So, I got worked up. I so worked I'm wondering up. what whoever this person is that paid him back, what did that person have to buy for $900? Yeah. Or for, I guess... You know, twenty seven hundred dollars if he had nine hundred dollars from these other two individuals as well. So this is not resolved for me. Yeah, I know. I want to know who this person more is. More questions, man. I hope that this gets called back in the next book, and this this motif of the nine hundred dollars well, we carries if it never through does, all the books. We're gonna write a book just on this nine hundred dollars and the nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I like I'm it in. too. Yeah. It's all just a callback to the original. We're going to forget every other Hardy Boy book happened. Okay, That seems to be a recent trend. The new Terminator movie, all these things. They're just like, hey, forget about three through five. That didn't happen. We're going to say, hey, 
forget about two through one hundred ninety-seven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're just going directly uh, a follow-up to the Tower Mansion because there was two towers and we only explored one. We explored both. No, I'm just yeah. You're right, but I'm just well. Let's say line. instead of picking up. After book one, let's pick up after they search the old tower, but before they search the new tower. Okay. That should give us plenty. I like this. Yeah. How long do you think this episode's been? Uh, hour and 20. Hour, 19, and 29 seconds, sir. Wow. You're 30 seconds yeah. off. That's I'm impressive. There. I've gotten better. Were you keeping an eye on it anywhere? Were you no. watching a clock? That's no, impressive. I was just guessing. It's damn impressive. Yeah. I felt good about it. I know we probably went on a 40-minute tangent up front, so... Um, well, is there uh, – we, we closed this book. Is there anything before we start the second book that you think needs to be out there to the fans, to the audience? All 78,000, now probably 80,000? Yeah, I know we got a lot more uh, followers from this one, specifically mm-hmm. this one, because people like hearing about Oreos. Uh, I and I think my I story know. about the uh, roly-poly really resonated oh, yeah, and brought like some that. people yeah. in. That was it relatable. Tickled. Yeah. It tickled! Shut up. <laughs> I should have said something else I know. God. I might have said this on the podcast. I was uh, hit by a car in Vegas. Did I tell you that? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you When did. I was in Vegas, I got... Yeah. I don't know if it was and on the, the podcast. the guy acted like it was your fault. And it's like, you just hit me. Yeah, but what I said, he was like, what the hell? And I was like, you hit me with your car. That's what the hell. <laughs> yeah. And then as I walked the next three miles, fuming mad, I yeah. was like, why did I say that's what the hell? Like, <laughs> that was my stinger. That was my, yeah, take that, idiot. <laughs> that's what the hell. Like, what a bad catchphrase yeah. that was. Um, but yeah, that's that's the same line as, as my, Is that the, tickles. tickles. Like, oh, yeah. that's what I said? Come on. Oh, I forgot to tell you the story at all. I don't know if I told you off podcast. You haven't. Are we talking about the Rocco situation with the haircut? Yeah. Nope. I meant to ask you about this. So I had my haircut recently. I've cut my own hair for a long time. Yeah. Because I wear a hat every day. It doesn't matter. And uh, I went to Luigi's Barbershop, yeah, which is just baby. down the street. I was on a walk, and I was like, I'm going to stop in and get my haircut. Yeah. Luigi's also delicious uh, Italian shaved ice. Yes. Yes. Um, not the same Luigi. Okay, different Luigi. This Luigi cuts hair and has cut hair and had this shop for over forty years. Woo! Um, he speaks a true, true Italian oh, accent. Yeah, lots of hand movements. Um, and no, there weren't a lot of hand movements. And thank God because he had a razor. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciated his subdued hand motions. Actually, <laughs> um, but no, like as as we had just read Rocco, um, yeah. He he was telling me like I'm gonna make you look a good. No, and yeah, it, it, it was that pure, and it, it made me really really happy that 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 was you know the way he talked. Yeah, and in this old Italian barber shop, it seemed like this little snapshot into what used to be uh, here. On Did the you head. ask him about his clock? Uh, he said it went to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Just said I got a clock. Um. No, but he, he said, I'm going to make you look real good. And then I had told him. <laughs> I'm going to make you look real good. It was Jesse's birthday, and I was going uh, after the haircut to uh, take her to lunch. Yeah. And he, I had, he's like, you know, is there an occasion for the haircut? And I'm like, oh, it's my wife's birthday. And we're going to go after lunch. Uh, and then it came up that uh, Jesse and I are expecting a child. Yeah. And he, without seeing my wife or anything, said, is it going to be a boy? <laughs> I know, I know. It's gonna be a boy, 
A strong boy. And like he just went into this and I thought back to the Godfather, yeah. which not is not the litmus test for Italian cliche. <laughs> but in the first chapter of The Godfather, it's at the wedding, and Luca Brazzi is talking to the Godfather and he's saying, I hope you're f- uh, on the day of your daughter's wedding, yeah. I hope their first child is a masculine one. Masculine one, yeah. And like that's like the the wish of, of every this. Yeah. yeah. And so I love that scene. That to me is just this funny like wh- it's going to oh, be a boy. Yeah, and so the fact that Luigi gave me this Godfather day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, thanks, man. I only hope you have a girl so you can take that child in there to the store and be like, you were wrong, sir. I you want a free haircut. You don't anything, Luigi. Yeah. Well, I, I don't want to upset him. He did like do my neckline yeah. with a straight razor. That's oh, the best thing in the world. It is, unless right oh, before no. he does it, he... Uh, is you know wiping on a leather strap to true the blade, yeah, and is shaking violently as he does it <laughs> oh, because no. that's exactly what was happening. No. And I was I was scared he was going to cut me, and he could sense my fear because I suddenly started sweating. And he grabs my head real firmly, so he has a good grip. And he, he, spoiler alert, he didn't cut me; it was fine. Yeah, but he goes, "Don't worry, I'm gonna hurt you," <laughs> yeah. and then and then shaved me with the straight razor. So it was. It, that it happened. That happened. <laughs> that happened the day before we got together, and and I read that whole chapter yeah. about Rocco, and I was just so taken up by that chapter that I completely forgot that story. But I basically spent an afternoon with Rocco cutting. That my hair. is so great. It was lovely. Yeah, it's a very lovely. Good time. for him too for not cutting you with those shaky old Parkinson's hands. He's been doing it. For forty years, that's muscle memory at that point. Yeah, you know that's how tough. You know how you probably like you know command S to save, but as you, you know without even thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, th- this is his command S as Just a razor. A razor. Yeah. I did a straight razor shave for the uh, Hardy and Sons live podcast. Oh, you got cleaned up for that? Yeah, because I was like, you okay, if we're gonna day. do this. We're gonna do it right. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna shave, but if I'm shaving, I want to do this in the Hardy Boys fashion. I do a straight razor. Sean, I only cut, cut myself twice. Did you say you only cut yourself twice? I only cut myself twice. Is that not a lot? Oh, is that a lot? I don't, I don't know. I've What's never. It? I've been afraid to to try a straight razor. It wasn't shave. bad at all. It was just. It was my chin. I was wrapping around the chin. I was going to say that seems like the. I feel yeah. like I would struggle with my mustache. The mustache. The I I became a little bit of a sissy around the corners of the lips, mm-hmm. and I pulled out a normal razor just to get that area. Yeah, I I have this this mole here above my mouth, and that's oh I would always fear you'd be that, afraid, yeah, yeah, that I'd have to do that very carefully, and so yeah, I just use an electric razor every morning. That's the way. electric razors are great. Yeah, they're so easy. Well, <laughs> we have that can't be the last team. thing. No, said. that can't be the last electric thing. razors are great. But I feel like going back to my comment from before, we have embraced the tangent. We have let yes. the episodes run very naturally. Yeah. We are we are less We're not in control of them anymore. Yeah. But some of that may change as we get into these new chapters where we do have a lot of like these past few we've had a lot of review and comparison where yeah. there's a lot of common knowledge that already exists. We're gonna be forging, you know, Uncharted territory together. That, and that we're that about to things. get into our classic bulk episodes. Terry, you said it too. Is like the first episode is always a tangent one. The second one is like, okay, now we're down to business. Yeah. But curveball guests. 
Uh, we yes. have no idea what that's going to do. We should find out who can open. Uh, Who's going to be the very first? Yeah, but we could do like the premiere, the season premiere with someone. Yeah. Hey, hit us up on Instagram. Someone. If you, if you want to be involved or uh, or fill out the form at hardyandsonspodcast.com. Right there on the homepage. Yeah. Say, say you'd like of, to be a guest. Yeah. With a receipt of your shirt. You have to wear a shirt. Hardy and Son shirt if you want to be on the show. Or just a shirt at all. We would prefer you not be topless. Get a tattoo. Yeah, of a shirt. Of a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else, man? This is the Not end of season one. Of. Yeah, I feel I'm like there should be season. some like it was a good ride. Nostalgic we did a live music show. playing. Yeah, we did a show at the the White Rose Cafe. Yeah, the White Rose Cafe. We did a lot for something that was conceived as a joke at Joya's, and we pushed it this far. I think that's pretty amazing. I'm I'm happy yeah. to look back on on what we've accomplished, and I'm excited for what's ahead of us. Oh, I mean, that's perfectly said. You want to kill it? And with that. The boys ended season one. <laughs>